Hello, everybody, and welcome to the to-do list. So this last week, we became spies. Well, not really, no. But we did go to Spyscape here in New York City, which is um, kind of an interactive museum that deals with spies, basically. And um, the best part about it is it's very interactive, and it's also very educational. And you get to take tests to find out what spy role you'd be best suited for. So it actually was a lot of fun. Um, they do have other, I think a few of them around the US, but they're not the same company. So this is specifically Spyscape here in New York City, but you may be able to find some other things similar to this around the US. But it was a good time for locals and tourists alike. So to hear about our experience, listen on. Hi, this is Noah. Hey, it's Camberly, and this is the, the to-do to -do list. So this episode was really special, I'll say to me, because this was kind of a birthday to-do list extravaganza on my end. Because for my birthday, we were kind of locked down. I didn't want to travel per se, because car rental... My birthday fell on a weekend this year. So it was a little bit extravagant to rent the car on the weekend, and I could fly for cheaper than I could drive, believe it or not. Regardless, I decided against traveling for my birthday this year and stayed in New York City and had to find something to, that was celebratory and unique and fun. And we did a number of things to celebrate my birthday, but the main thing, the thing that I really thought, hey, this sounds like fun, was an experience called Spyscape, which is a private espionage museum and experience in Manhattan. It's been open since 2018. Mm -hmm. And Camberley and I visited. Yes, we did. Yeah! So, I mean, we haven't really been doing a lot because of everything going on. So I do want to say that um, everything is spaced out. So you have to make an appointment ahead of time to get in when you make the payment. And they're pretty good, for the most part, of spacing people out during the time that you're there. But remember to keep your distance a little bit. Um, because we're living in the C-word times. Yeah, there, there's there's still a lot going on here with the, the whole pandemic. But I would argue even beyond that, I'd want to be spaced out because if I'm a spy... Oh, well, yeah, oh. absolutely. But I'm just saying because if people are like, what what are you doing going out in this? And it's like, no, it's open. Things are opening up a little bit. And you just have to be a little bit more extra cautious. And, and I think they did it. Just so you know, there's hand sanitizer. Like everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> So I was using it all the time. My hands were like chapping. I was using it. We so brought much. our own, but yeah. I don't even know that I needed my own because they, no. they they were very good about having hand sanitizer. And yeah. It's an experiential museum, so it's not just like, oh, you look at stuff. Yeah. Or, oh, you have a docent taking you through or any of that. It, it's experiential. So some of the things you can touch if you choose to. They did a good job about allowing you to do some things. They gave you a stylus if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, which is very helpful. Uh -huh. um, on some of the things that was experiential, they gave, they gave you the option of getting gloves of the latex gloves if you wanted it yeah. or maybe there aren't even non-latex but no but i mean that's the good thing is that it's basically choose your own safety level and you have to wear your mask the whole time which you should be anyway indoors with other people you haven't been around and so it was really well done in that respect and the employees were really upbeat that's one of the first things that i noticed going in is that they seem like they're happy to be there. You know, a lot oh. of them, I think, are actors. So One of, they're well. acting like it. But the thing is, sometimes you can tell when people are putting on that face of, oh, look, I'm having a good time, or yeah, this is great. But they actually did a really good job of faking it, if they were. I'm going to give that woman credit. Her name was Hannah. When we first came in, Hannah had an energy that brightened my day. She seemed yep. weather 
she if she doesn't like her job, she sure made me believe she liked her job. It wasn't just so, her though. I mean, she was great, but I mean, yes. just everyone, even the coat checkers, yeah, you know, oh, the yeah. cashiers, the security people. Everybody just had a really good attitude, and like usually, especially in New York City, there'll be a few people that are just like, mm, "Yeah, I'm here," mm-hmm. and you're like, "You don't want to be here. You want to punch me in the face right now." And they didn't. Like, I guess they did want to punch me in the face. I wasn't aware of it. <laughs> well, I guess maybe the reason why Hannah stuck out to me because it was her eyeshadow. Her eyeshadow was fabulous. So maybe. oh yeah, she was she was going for a bright pink theme there, and, and she was she fun regardless. It. She yeah, worked it. yeah, great too. So interestingly enough, there's a theme song going through my head right now. Do you know what theme song is going through my head, Taurus? No. It was dun 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 dun, oh, which actually yeah. is interesting because one of the things I will say about the Spyscape mm-hmm. uh, experience was they have a special exhibit right now for in honor of 007 and I guess I'm going to start there just because the soundtrack to that could have been going through my head oh when you were uh, there was a special hallway with lights yeah, there's, do you, you remember the music what was that music I don't but oh, they it was a theme from I'm James not Bond. a big James Bond person I know my, 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 my brothers and my dad you know yes me no so this exhibit it's like he says it's rotating so it's actually the last thing we saw because we didn't know where it was so an employee was really cool and said oh you missed these two things mm-hmm. go get them and so I actually found because of where the James Bond exhibit was, there weren't as many people. And when you first enter, there's this hallway. And if you know James Bond, they have the lights in the beginning where James Bond comes out in silhouette and has the gun. And they have a hallway with all those lights. And you can walk down it like James Bond. Well, nobody was in there when we were there. So we we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. It came to me. (laughs) And you will know this. You'll be my helper on this so much. Because your music trivia. Camerly knows so much more about the Beatles than I know. But there was Wings. What was the song Wings did Live for and you? Let Die. Thank you. Yeah. I was not playing. <laughs> not in that hallway, but it played, I think, somewhere else. It may have, because what they did is they had a lot of film clips from a lot of the different James Bond movies, including more modern, back to the original. And so you can sit down and watch a lot of little clips from it. Um, I didn't really recognize any because I didn't watch it that much. And they had a car. Oh yeah, you yeah like the, the James car. Bond car was really cool. So they did, and I'm not a car person. She's like, not. I'll see people in New York driving nice cars, and they're like, "Yeah, looking out the window, like look everyone." I'm like, "Don't care." This was a cool car. Okay, it is James Bond pimped out with spy tricks car, and you can't touch it. And of course, that's the one can't that everybody it. wants to touch. And the security guard was like so excited. He was cool too. He yes, was I enjoyed cool him too. because yes. he wanted to sit in it, and he almost got to sit in it when, when they, they were installing. Yes. It. <laughs> he didn't get to, and he's so close because he has to stare at it every day. I thought he, he said that like, he could have done it because like nobody else is there. Yeah, but he didn't because there's cameras. You're in the spy museum, spyscape. It's a yeah, spy museum. Not, there's cameras all over that damn car. They're watching too. you. There, especially that. There oh was actually gosh. a bottle of champagne in that car. That's something I enjoyed yeah. in the passenger seat. So. It sure was. It was. It was. Yeah, he, James Bond was driving responsibly, apparently. But you know, it, it explains the car and like there was the set. One of the set pieces yes. was there from one of the later ones. I don't even remember because again, don't know. But it's cool. It's not that she. It wasn't labeled. It's not that she doesn't know. It's that Camberley. Neither Kimberly nor I are necessarily the biggest James Bond fans no, in the world. No. We actually enjoyed the hallway with the lights, the car, and the music more than anything else. Yeah, that hallway with the lights was cool. I did a whole interpretive dance down that thing, and nobody showed up for a good couple minutes. So there's like 30, 45 minutes of me dancing around like a damn fool. And, yeah. and I think for us, part of it is I know I haven't. I, have, I had to think before I said this because I didn't want to lie. 
I don't believe I have ever watched a full James Bond movie from start to finish. I, I don't think I think I, have. I may have as a little girl, but I don't recall because I was so bored. I probably fell asleep. No and, offense to anyone yeah, exactly. who loves James Bond. We all have different things that we love. It's I just, just not my thing. Yeah, and I don't know how well it translates to little girl Camberley. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see that. Yeah, that just wasn't for me. But it that's was. okay. If you like it, you would love this. So for me, it wasn't my favorite part of it. But the hallway was cool, and that car was pimp. But. You know, if you love James Bond, you would love this. It was very well done. And I started cool. there because that wasn't the first thing we saw at the Spyscape uh, experience at this museum. But it came to my head first because I had Mission Impossible in my head. And I just couldn't get out. And I'm like, yeah. wait, but it was James Bond. It, well, there wasn't a Mission Impossible thing yeah. going on there. So why is don't, 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 don't in my head? It just was. The other thing I will say, because the lighting you liked in that hallway yeah. where you did your interpretive dance. Yeah. I'm waving my arms, but Camerly did it much better. Mm. Uh the other thing I liked, a special effect at the bathroom. I also like that. What? Remember that motion sensor thing? Like, when you walk past it, it makes oh, the... Do you remember it, would, it now? It would put, like, this uh, smoke that Fogger. follows you as you walk. Like, a la James Bond. So you it was a the projection. Bathroom and it, was this, it would follow you once you walked. And so you'd have the smoke. And that was really cool. Like, the visuals were really well done. I will say those are some of the cleanest bathrooms I have ever seen in New York City. Like, the woman who was cleaning them was rocking it. It even smelled good. And they were using disinfectant. Like, I was happy to put my bum on that toilet. And I always am safe with it. But, like, this place, she was going to town cleaning it up. This woman is an all-star. She's the hero we all need. So, we've gone <laughs> to Mission Impossible, the James Bond 007 uh-huh. exhibit, which is free right now because of the movie. I guess they normally would charge for that, but they didn't this time because of this upcoming 007 movie. Uh-huh. And then we went to the bathroom. This, this, None of this is in the sequence with which we experience this, um, this museum, so I feel that, like we're doing this bass backwards. Well, we are, but the good thing is that's not even the highlight. No, it tells you okay. how much fun it is. This is the stuff that's exciting <laughs> now, and this is probably the least exciting stuff. Okay, but yeah. you, you were getting smoke following you to go to the bathroom, and then you go in there, and it's one of the cleanest bathrooms ever. But you're, but if you're a tourist in New York City, you're not getting in that bathroom because you got to pay. Like even in oh, non-COVID you times, to you got to see word soup. Sorry, um, you got to pay to get yeah, in. You got you do. to. You do. So um, regardless, so the, we started at the end, and honestly, it's just because I had done, done. Dun, dun, in my yeah. head, but I'm I'm getting it out of my head. I'm going to focus at the beginning. Yes, this is an experiential museum. I'm just going to be honest. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my experience. I was researching yeah. a few things to do my birthday, and I, I, I'm not really a big spy nerd. I'm a nerd about mm-hmm. many things, but spies, no, not so much. What I liked about this a lot was it was experiential. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just reading stuff and looking at stuff. I also liked the aspect that you could do things beforehand or do it on site. So Kimberly and I approach this actually a little bit differently because before when you when you actually reserve your tickets and I did it via email, they emailed me and I had to give Kimberly's email as well mm-hmm. so that we we both could do this. We got a series of quizzes and you have a choice whether you do them beforehand or whether you wait till the actual day when you're there. So if you don't do it beforehand, it's not the biggest problem in the world if you don't have access to your email before you actually show up on yeah. site. But the tests were or quizzes were about personality or intelligence quote-unquote or risk-taking skills Mm -hmm. and I did all of mine there were seven tests if I remember correctly and I did all of them beforehand here's the thing go ahead I have advice (laughs) because I made a mistake here what was your mistake 
Math. Noah was smart. He did everything beforehand when he's relaxed at home. When you were there, they have eight stations where you could do these tests. Uh, in addition they, to some in the lobby. Right. They give you a, a wristband with your information on it, and then you just hit the wristband against the computer stuff. It's really cool. You can do that in many places within the uh, place, and it brings up your information. But I should have done it beforehand. I would advise do it beforehand in your own quiet space because I did some of them on the train. Not really smart. It, it was just too distracting. And, and the internet then, cut in and out. Yeah. And then when I went to the actual space, I finished up the last two or three. But every 10 seconds, if you're thinking in your head, the math, it, it shuts off. There were some says, math questions. And says, oh, do you need more time? I'm like, you're distracting me. So it was really distracting. Also, you said you wanted pen and paper. Yeah, I wanted pen and paper. You're timed on them, but I just feel like I would have done so much better because I'm not a math person, and it was forcing me to do things in my head that I wouldn't... I just would have done so much better if I had been given more time at home in a quiet space. And to be clear, the ones that you were timed on tend to be more of the quote-unquote intelligence or math type or yep. logic type things, whereas the risk-taking quiz or the personality quizzes, those weren't timed, yeah. and I don't feel that... But when you take these quizzes, you can't choose which ones you do. They just put them right. in an order, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right. You don't know if the quiz you're going to do is going to be logic or risk-taking or uh, risk-taking or personality. So right. therefore, you don't know what you're getting into. So it's not the kind of experience where you can say, oh, I want to do all the logic or intelligence before and I don't want to do all the risk-taking and personality later. Yeah. Let's get the side. Yeah. So if you're... My point is, you can either do it beforehand or at the site. And what I appreciate about the way I did, not only when Kimberly said she felt rushed and she felt she yeah. couldn't give her full attention, what I liked is by doing it beforehand, I could spend my entire time in the museum focusing on the exhibit or yeah. the the experiential parts they had there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But I, I just do it ahead of time. I, I I felt so dumb on those math things, and I know I could have done better. I felt like a total knob when I got my score. So just know if you're like me, I have ADHD, I have a hard time focusing sometimes, uh, especially with stimulus, stimulus around me, do it, do it ahead of time. Do yourself a favor, unlike myself, looking like an idiot. Yeah. So <laughs> once we got up there, we, we started experiencing it. There's parts of the museum that are very museum-esque that tell you about spies well. in World War II. Uh, one of the things they do is tell you about different uh, like methods, like they had uh, the lipstick container yeah where you could hide like information to give to somebody else or mics or cameras it was very interesting the way that they would do these the baseball was a grenade yeah they, they had all these spy things that you would never know something was in there that could cause any problems it was it was kind of interesting to see they, they had a lot of uh it, some of it was museum ass they also showed the enigma I believe it was called, which uh -huh. was the machine they used to encrypt messages yeah. back in World War II, yes. I want to say. And so so that there is a museum proper, per se. And that was interesting to me, just because you did get to... you. Yes, you could touch it. Yes, you could put on a glove, or you could use your stylus mm -hmm. to do it. That stylus is kind of to be used if you didn't finish the quizzes beforehand, or if some of the other experiences in the actual museum, you do need to touch something. The yeah. stylus came in very handy. It was yeah. free. I don't think in a normal non C time they'll they'll do that. No. But then there were the uh four experiences you actually get to complete at yeah. some point during your stay there. One of them, uh do you want to pick your like one that stood out to you or Oh, well the one the one that I think is going to stand out most for everyone yes. is the laser beam one, which is which is agility. The special ops. It's a special, it's ops, special ops agility yes. test. And dun, basically dun, it's dun, lasers dun. and 
a bunch of buttons on the wall. And I like this. Before you go in, you have to sanitize your hands. There's no, you have no choice. You have to do it, which I appreciate. You're going to sanitize your hands. But if you don't feel comfortable with that, they also have gloves. So you sanitize and put gloves on. So I really like that. So you go into a room and there's lasers and you can't touch the lasers because if you do, you get minus five. Seconds. Uh, off your, I thought it was off your points. Nope. Oh, it's off they, seconds? They do that time, so a short amount of time. So if you Man, basically, every laser through you. Yeah, I have. <laughs> we both had hit some lasers at I some point. I hit twice. So, you know, it, it was just so much fun because it's kind of nerve-wracking because you know you're being timed and you have to hit all these buttons. It's basically one of those when you imagine robbing a bank yeah. and you see the jewel in the center of the bank and they have these lasers that will set an off alarm if it's if, if the them. light, the laser beam is impinged in any way or yeah. stopped. And so it's those lasers in the hallway. So you don't want to break the beam. No. Kimberly broke the beam. Twice. I broke the beam once. I, and I figured out what to do. You don't want to go too far. Too far to the other door. Because they get closer together is what I found. And so I went, damn it. I should have just stayed, at, you know, towards the, the front. And I, I, I should have gone back and done it again. But it was really crowded because that's the one everybody kind of comes for. Because it's fun. But it's just, it was so Indiana Jones, man. It was, oh. It was I, so I, cool. I love and as more as Mission Impossible or whatever. Whatever. But, but, but you're given a certain amount of time. And for every laser beam you break, it takes five seconds or so off. And yeah. then it is... I don't know that we want to say what happens at a certain point. Do we want... It's a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, it's no, kind it's of kind spoiler. of a spoiler. You have to go there so we shouldn't say to it? see it. But there's one point where it's just pure madness. And I... So there's madness. Let's just say that. <laughs> it was madness and it was so much fun. And we didn't I know... I remember being like a deer in headlight going, oh! And then I lost like a second doing that. <laughs> and I will say, I didn't know the madness was going to happen. But once I realized what was going on, I was like, what? OMG! I know. I wish then, I had done something completely different. So that. we will give this spoiler <laughs> about it, though. You get a video of this. Experience. Yes. That's a spoiler we will give. And that I didn't know that was coming. We didn't pay any extra for that. It's emailed. Like, Kimberly got hers emailed to her. Yep. I got mine emailed to you. showed each other these other's videos. I looked like more of a fool on my video than Kimberly did on hers. But I it, looked short on mine because I couldn't reach the upper walls. <laughs> it helps if you're taller. Let me put it that way. You know, because if you're, if you're shorter, you're at a disadvantage to hit those upper buttons. But I, I, I tried, damn it. But I liked I, what I I enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed it as experiential. It was fun, but I also enjoyed that they send you the video. Whereas many tourist yeah. places you go, you got to pay extra for these. When we went to Santa Land and uh, Santa Claus Village in yeah. Finland, you had to pay extra for the picture. So for the when picture, you, yeah. So the Easter Bunny, you got to pay extra for the picture. Graceland, we, if you're you pay, pay extra pay extra to stand in front of the damn gate. Oh, I thought you had to pay extra to sit with Elvis. Oh, too soon, dude. No, <laughs> my point is. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, you didn't have to pay extra for this video, and I appreciated that. Yeah, that was I, cool. That was I, a cool little gift. And that was. Really enjoyable. I mean, I guess I'll say it now about the cost. Uh, one of the things I will say is, there were ways to get discounts, mm -hmm. and they do... One thing I didn't know until after the fact, because I'm not under five years old, but yeah, if you're like under five years old, you're free. <laughs> Just kidding. What? I didn't hear what you, you said. You act like it sometimes. Oh, I do act like it. No, I can take that. I thought you were saying... It was a joke, people. Oh, uh, if, well, if we if we paid what we act Especially in that like, button room. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. And, well, the other thing I liked about the... Um, it was called the special ops experience. What I liked about it is you could do it more than once. Yeah. You weren't limited as to how many times you took... Now, we only did it once. Part of it is we, we, you know, we were getting hungry. We had other things we wanted yeah, to do. That was, there while, yeah. that was actually the last experience. So basically this whole episode, we're going backwards and forwards. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, 
But that was our last experience, quote unquote, that we did while we were there. So by that time, we were, we were kind of like feeling it. We, yeah. we They recommend between two and three hours. And I would say that's about right. We were I getting do, close yeah. to the two and a half hour mark when we went through the special ops. And so we could have done it again, but there was a line. We didn't want to be greedy. We did it once. Yeah. And I don't know that we were very aware beforehand we could do it more than once. We didn't yeah. want to ask anybody. That's on us. But after we got our results emailed to us at the end, they said, oh, how many times you played it? So apparently mm-hmm. they're very open to doing it more than once. So I wonder if you could spend the whole day there just doing oh, that I, hall. I just keep doing that all day long. That hallway. And that was so much fun. But you know, I really, and, and the other one that I really liked... Which I, I know you could probably guess. Uh, I think you like surveillance. I love surveillance. Surveillance was fun, yes. That one was a lot of fun. And it was interesting. That's a, that, it's a, that area was a mix of experience and museum. As far yes. as whether it was experiential or museum-like. That one was interesting to me because it very much dealt with how we're being watched. <laughs> All the time. And it makes you kind of paranoid. Well, Kimberly had said none of this was anything she didn't know. Do you need to go off on no, that? No, it, it's true, but it's interesting because they're like, oh, well, you know, you're being watched everywhere, which we all know there's cameras everywhere. We know this. And for good or for bad, a lot of people probably are like bad because there's no privacy really left. And what's funny about it is they bring up the whole point. When you first enter and you go up in this elevator, they talk about how you're being watched all the time and you watch this little film on it. And the thing is, everybody's in love with their phones. But they go, that is the biggest spy thing for everyone is the phone. Because the, the phone companies know where you are. The, you know, Basically, your phone gives you away all the time. Your cell phone. And people love those things. The internet, too, though. They also talked about the internet. They talked oh, about absolutely. surveillance cameras. They, they basically said in the sure, world we live Sure, but the cell phone is something you carry. People are yes, watching yes, where yes. you are walking around based off of that. And you're kind of like, ugh. It makes you realize how out there you kind of are for everything and it kind of I'm already paranoid if I remember right it was even more so they said that that information was being transmitted to satellites in space was that yeah I'm remembering that correctly yeah Yeah. and it was the aliens know where you are so that was in the elevator you go in an elevator up that kind of gives you a preview as to what you're going to experience but the specific room on surveillance deals with like internet spying and how information is basically taken and sold yeah like some of the information in in that room i found in well they do a lot on edward snowden so they do go into a bit about his his path in life and why he chose to do what he did and and the repercussions of such and how he's living in (laughs) russia and he has this like robot that allows him to travel i guess because he can never leave russia again basically basically for now and thank god it's a big but one of the things i found interesting in the surveillance room besides actual experience was when they said things like the information gathered determines what kind of advertisements you get what kind of health insurance you get what kind of job like uh, as far as when you're applying for a job, what kind of job applications will be sent your way? That was interesting, on. too, because they bring that up in a way that how it benefits a certain group more than others. Like, women are less likely to get certain ads sent to them that would help them propel their careers. For higher-paying jobs, yes. For higher-paying jobs and training. And then men are sent that, like, 8.5 times more. I don't know if that's the exact quote. But things like that, they have information on that. And you're kind of, like, reading it going, oh, great. Well, it sucks to be me. But it was interesting. And and what I liked also is when they brought up actual statistics, like one of the things they brought up as far as surveillance is that the United States shares information with certain countries. What Kimberly's referencing about the advertisements and what goes to women and what goes to men as far as job market and such, or health insurance was another one that struck me. They had citations at the bottom of the exhibit. So you could actually see where their source was, what their source information was, what they cited it. So you, you trust that it's not just information they made, 
made up or a logical leap in in right it's actually cited and and what i liked about it too is yes there you could be seen as a lot of ooh negativity but it's not because they also had that film that talked about how surveillance basically rescued all those people who were yes. fishermen and they were being taken advantage of and basically put into slavery i and think it was in thailand no it wasn't thailand i think it was it the was ship headed, the ship was headed to headed thailand, thailand. It was like That's indonesia right. i think or southeast asia somewhere and they basically put these people as prisoners it was indonesia and, you're right yeah and how they basically with satellites could follow these people and they freed these people and it was actually quite touching so it's not always like oh my gosh i'm being followed or you know it did good things for humanity and so they wanted to point out that it's a double-edged sword which i think was actually kind of good in certain ways they were really good at balancing the facts where everything's not bad and everything's not good it's what you take from it so i really like it, that it was it. yes and it talked about how reporters can use that surveillance for their sure. benefit i also liked when you were talking about balance one of the things i liked about the spyscape was that they were talking there was a balance in what spies they dealt with we weren't dealing with mainly american ones no they, they did a good job of involving spies from other countries and from different time periods uh, whether yeah. they were uh, many some were real some were fictional um there was a double agent they had an exhibit in the hallway about a double agent who was american yeah. well he was spying for russia and the united states at the same time so that was interesting yeah, anyway was that was interesting but no i actually writing off that i really like that because there were, especially in World War II, a lot of varying spies. It's mostly, not mostly, but a lot of them from Europe. And what I liked about it is that, and it's not being pounded over your head, it's just fact that there were a lot of women who were involved in it. And sometimes in history and things, women, and this is just for me, being, being me a little bit, I feel like women are overlooked in history. You're talking it. about that one, not the one I was talking about who was American and Russian. No, I'm talking about the just the, the like the limping lady. They called her the limping, the limping lady, lady yes. and things. And there were a few female spies out there. Um, there, you know, that they highlighted at the museum. Yeah, yes. and one that I had no idea. I'd heard of, but I didn't know who who was gay. You know, and unfortunately, it didn't have a good end in the end because he was sad because it was a society that didn't necessarily accept him at that time period. Unfortunately, but I found that interesting because it wasn't. It, it was just showing history in a lot of ways, not pounding it over your head, but doing it in a way that was like, oh, I didn't know that. And, and I think was interesting. the one you're referencing, there was a spy who was gay and he was good friends with a female spy. Yeah. They, and I think this did a good job of highlighting how a spy isn't necessarily the stereotype that we dun, 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 right, think of. Right. It, they were, if I remember right, they were decoders or encryptors. They yes. dealt with specifically the messages that were sent. And those are spies, too. So right. I, I, that was a specific area that I think you're referencing. And, I, and that I found interesting also in that, yes, there were female spies, but also, and yes, there were homosexual spies, but also the aspect that being a spy, there's not just, <laughs> that, exactly. that encompasses so much. It's not going to be what you think. It's like saying I work in a... Or society and they go, oh, well, he's obviously a spy. And I like that one of them actually had, like, the limping lady, I think, had a handicap. Or one of them had a yes, handicap, one, it a was, leg. Which one of her, yeah. no, one of her legs was shorter than the other. Oh, um, that's what it was. And so in the end, you know, it's kind of like, but that makes you a good spy because nobody would see you being a spy. And so it was interesting to see who they would use because you want to use people who are unassuming that you would not guess as being a spy. Otherwise, if you have somebody who looks like James Bond, it's like, oh, well, there's the spy. So I just liked that you had the pictures and the different viewpoints of what a spy was, especially for somebody like me who really didn't know a lot about spying. It made me actually interested in it for somebody who really didn't have an interest beforehand. Whereas somebody who maybe, uh, as I use the word nerdy, but the, anyone in the audience can choose their own word. Somebody who's passionate. Let's say no, somebody let's say who's passionate. passionate. Because I'm nerdy about like languages. And you stuff. said nerdy. Why don't you say passionate? Because you said nerdy. Because everybody always thinks nerdy is like well, math I, or 
I own my, look, I got my test results from the math portions. I will own my nerdiness. <laughs> Earn your no, nerdiness, people. I am no shame. Whatever it is. I have no shame. Embrace it. <laughs> I have no shame in being a nerd or no shame in many things. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's some people who are passionate about spies, they may come across information they may have known before. Sure. So I think that it, it can appeal to both sides. Anyway, we got distracted because I was basically talking about how even-handed I felt the museum was. Yeah. That wasn't very United States-centric, and you went uh, a little bit talking about how in their surveillance, we were talking about, oh, it's a double-edged sword, mm -hmm. it's evil, and we, we talked about balance. So one thing Kimberly and I both agree in numerous areas of Spyscape, they were very balanced in that they tried to do a good job of showing us a worldview and show not be restricted by gender, not be restricted yeah. by country, um, surveillance experience. Oh, that one. That's fun. where we started and we went off on a little tangent or two. That but, one yeah. was fun. So you're in a room with basically like a screen all the way around, like which is a TV screen all the way around. And by Edward Snowden. <laughs> right. And it's very and cool because you put on headphones, wash them down first, and then after you're done, sanitize your hands. Safety first. But they gave you the little wipes. They do. To, they have wipes so. and stuff. So you basically they tell you what surveillance is and then you do a test with a microphone on your headphones where they tell you we're not going to tell any of it because you got to figure it out yourself if you go but they tell you like spot this thing and so then you have to look all the way around on like 37 cameras you have to find it and they test you on how quickly you do it if you do it all it is timed it was nerve-wracking but i felt kind of badass because i'm sitting there going and i don't remember if what camera it was so i'm just saying i remember going, one camera. camera 19 and they're like correct i'm like yeah it just it felt awesome i i only wished it was longer or that there was different ones that you could do it was the same one over and over and i wish that no, in that you, if you started a new game, yeah, it was the same one because I heard people giving the same answer. Once oh, it was done. I wish they had done other ones because it would have been. But I would have been there all day if they did. Well, you would have <laughs> done better the second left. time. I never would have left. No, I, they diff different I, answers, like a different question. I get what you're saying. Yes, but I don't know that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Meaning, if they had so done that, fun. you'd have been there the whole time. But I, I feel as though that's a lot of work. Uh, not saying that they haven't put a lot of work in already. But I want yeah. one of the things I don't know about how Spyscape is run is if they change it periodically. Yeah. So that therefore they've only been open since 2018. We yeah. asked at the coat check, but I also found it. I may have mentioned it already in research that I opened in 2018. So I don't know how periodically they refresh the exhibits, how often they change some of their uh, intellectual property, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things I did like about the surveillance that you talked about, yes, and I do remember one of those cameras, because <laughs> after I got done with it first, because yeah. Kimberly's headpiece wasn't really working as well as she... No, it, would, no, it wouldn't scan my bracelet. And I kept scanning it, and there was nothing open, and I was all upset. And I think that was the only one that it didn't yeah, work on. Yeah, that's the only... So, it, whatever. So then, once I was done with the one I, I was doing, so I was done first, and Camberley was doing hers, yeah. and I was walking around, checking out the exhibit, looking around the room. Uh, one of the things I will say about that is I like the fact that the the test is, they make a good use of space at the Spyscape Museum, because in New York City, real estate is a commodity, it's yeah. valuable. They use the same room for the experience that they actually use for the museum part. Yep. So some of the people are actually looking at the exhibit. I would say the majority were probably doing the experience because yeah. it is a fine experience. But after that, I was looking for one of the ones that I couldn't find because either you get it wrong or you get timed out because it yep. is timed. I was looking for one, and when Camberley was done, I told her, hey, this one, camera, blank. Oh, yeah, I won't say I what camera it is. I couldn't find it either. I but then like, once right. I showed you, you were like, that one's cheap. That one was really cheap. <laughs> You'll know when you hit it. But, well, and that's one thing I will say about the test is they have different levels. Yeah. Some of the things you're supposed to surveil are easier some are harder and right. so that that 
That one was fun. That was fun. So another one of the experiences that you do while you're there are deception. Now, I will say that I don't feel deception was quite as difficult or no. as in-depth as the surveillance was. I, you go in your own little private chamber. Yep. And you get to determine if you're being lied to. And then you get to lie to them. Now, one of the things I will say about this is in the times we're living in, and since I was wearing a mask, I felt I was net at an advantage. Before I went to this, to this before yeah. I went to Spyscape, I knew we were going to have to lie. And I was like, if I can't lie, I mean, any, any training I've had in theater or acting should go down the tubes, because if I can't lie my way out of the Spyscape yeah. Museum, then how good am I? So I was a little bit nervous, but then once I got there, I was like, okay, I was yeah, ready for nothing. But part of it is I also had a mask on, and, and that covers half of your face. So therefore, a lot of the telltale signs of deception were, were no. mitigated. And then they so play it back to show what you do at one point. And I move my head a lot. And <laughs> so I was like, they no, played it back. I didn't knew it. Yeah. <laughs> was that online or was that no, there? No, it was there. It was in the bottom square. Afterwards, they, they, they show it. Is it is it on real time or is it fast? No, they show it back to you after you've done it. Oh, I don't remember. And that. so it was me just nodding, going, Rah! it was just like I'm, I'm apparently very expressive. I guess one <laughs> of the so yeah. Stupid. So I'm not going to give the spoilers as to what they're looking for. No, we don't want to ruin it to for you. determine your spying. But yeah, but I guess I will say the one spoiler I will say is when they say put your hand on the certain keep it there, keep it there, <laughs> keep it there. Because otherwise, I made the same mistake. I did this test more than once because the first time they wanted you to put your hand somewhere, and I wasn't clear where I'm supposed to put my hand and how long. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It should be clear, and if you're doing it right, you'll see like a heartbeat thing going on on the screen. So I did it twice because the first one I didn't feel was accurate because they questioned whether or not I was real human being or whether I was alive. Yeah, they a pulse. But your hand was in the right. Oh, your hand no, wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. I pulled it away. They didn't tell me to keep it there, so I was like, I'll take it back. And did you redo it? No. The funny thing is I did it twice, and both times I got the same answer. They said, are you even alive? And I'm like, what? I know. I'm like, what? But I am alive. I really am. And yes, I have a heart, and it does beat. But that that one, it was fun. I mean, it was interesting, but did I feel it was was my, my favorite? favorite no. And it, I, I feel it was also a little bit less in-depth than the other ones. Yeah. The last one was encryption. And encryption, I actually I liked. thought encryption was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to? Oh, so encryption, no, basically what they do is... Enigma I had mentioned already was this device. It kind of looks like a typewriter for those of you who remember what a typewriter looks like. A keyboard, if you will, to a computer. And basically what would happen is they would type in the code and then it would translate it. Like if I press the letter X, it would change it to R or something like that. So the letter you type is very different than uh, the one that comes out. And then the message as it comes out is communicated to someone else and then they use their enigma to type it in yeah. and it'll print out the right message so the people who know it are the people with both enigma from my understanding and the code from my understanding also changes daily yep. if i was remembering correctly from the exhibit so it's it, it's a it's a way of sending messages i mean there's a number of way people sent messages but this was specifically if i remember correctly world war ii so yeah. there was enigma you could type on and that was just for funsies and i used my stylus on that but then the encryption actual exhibit they give you a uh, screen yeah. where you can choose like which spy you want to help and what country and what mm -hmm. message you want to send them and then they send you a message so first, you have to encrypt it 
And then you get an encrypted yep. message and you need you to decode to, it. You have to figure it out and they grade you on it. And it, I believe you're timed on that as well, if I remember You correctly. are timed on it. I, I thought that one was fun. It, it's kind of a learning curve. <laughs> yes, I it did is. it again because I was like, oh, and they couldn't read my crappy handwriting. So Because you're actually writing with you're a writing stylus. You're writing with a stylus. So, you know. You can write with your finger, but it's, yeah. yeah. don't do that in this day and age. But, you know, just be careful that you write clearly because it didn't always read what I was doing. And I'm like, but I am. And I'm yelling at the damn thing. But, <laughs> I, I may have helped someone because there was a woman across from us. Because it's like a it's like a table. It's like a coffee table, if yeah. you will. And they can probably do, I'd say, about six people yeah. or so. Maybe yeah, six, four at each table. But the two ends had spaces, too. So I'm pretty sure it was six. Oh, okay. So six per table, if I remember correctly. And one of the women at our table wasn't getting I'm like, oh, no, you got to do this. And I, I kind of helped her a little bit, but I don't know if I cheated. I don't know if she was annoyed because I was undermining her experience. But she seemed so frustrated. Yeah. No, I can see it. I mean, so that one isn't so private. Let's no, that say. one's not, but it's fun. I actually enjoyed that one, too, and, and learning about it because there were so many different styles. And I didn't know about that one in World War II. I know that here in the U.S., when we were dealing with spies in World War II, Native Americans? They used Navajo, I think, um, because nobody else would know Navajo except for the U.S. because that's, or, you know, at least North America, because that would be used here. And so it was a way in World War II for the Americans to send messages because the Germans weren't going to be cracking that, you know. And so it was interesting to see a different style of it. But I always found that fascinating. It's like, go Native Americans. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use that Navajo language. Keep it going, too, because it's important. So those were the experiences we had there. Oh, I will say that oh, about encryption, though. That of the four experiences that are, that have to be on site that you cannot uh -huh. do beforehand, that's the one I felt was the least private. Like oh, the yeah. one that was surveillance, you had your own headphones and your own mic. So even though you're in a room with other people, you kind of feel isolated. You're in your own zone. Because yeah. uh, you aren't as in-depth. Because in the encryption, you hear other people. Yeah. So in the experience as a whole in this time, it, they do a pretty good job of isolating. And they do a pretty good job of catering the experience to the individual. Yeah. That being said, that was our <laughs> experience. I think we covered pretty much everything yeah, on the Yeah, without giving away too much stuff. I mean, there's like rooms which I found interesting about yes. hackers because I find oh, hackers yeah. so interesting. I've always found hackers interesting because I am like, I'd be the lamest hacker. Okay? Like if I forget my password and I put passwords together to figure out what it is, I think I'm like breaking into something amazing and I, I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm bad at this stuff. It's not, I'm not like really great at that. So I just found that stuff interesting and how like hackers will use certain things for bad sometimes, as we all know, there's some not nice people hacking, but how there's always almost like um, a good and bad, good versus evil type thing where you have certain groups um, which I can't think of the one. Is it anonymous? Saying. Anonymous, of yes. course. Anonymous. They had their masks. Everyone knows about it. Well, most people know about anonymous for good or for bad. You know about them. And sometimes I'm rooting for them going, yeah. And other times I'm like, oh, I don't know if I agree with that. But whatever. It's their group. But it talks about hacking. And I just found that to be one of the most intriguing rooms because it talks about the different things that they did to resolve issues where people were doing negative things in society. And so nobody knows who these hackers are. You know, everybody probably made fun of these kids, you know, when they were growing up and all of a sudden they're all badass, like kind of being vigilantes. Not saying that I encourage this, but sometimes you're kind of rooting for some of the things that they do because it's like, well, nobody else will step in, so they do. I'm not saying you should do that. You did not hear that from me, but I found it absolutely fascinating because I have kind of a love for that a little bit. 
a little bit for hacking. <laughs> I did do. You? I wish I could do it. I always think I'm going to be badass like that. And then I try to learn computers more. And I'm like, okay. I'm and then out. they showed a little <laughs> bit about Jake Davis, I think was one of mm -hmm. the popular hackers. And I remember they yeah. had in there, once he was in trouble and he was, he was getting out of prison, from my understanding, if I'm remembering this right, yeah. they had the 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 stipulations as how he felt like he can't have internet access and he can't do certain right. things. And he was draw made, making pictures in prison and they thought it was code or something. He was trying to communicate and he just did it to mess with them. It was just fun. I was like, that's how I want to be. That's so cool. It was. It was. The <laughs> Nyan Cat. Do you remember the Nyan Cat? I don't. I was obsessed with that cat because it was a gif. Oh. And I, I kept on taking a picture of the cat. Just because. Dun, dun, there you dun, go. Dun, dun. So... <laughs> That was more or less our experience. I recommend yeah. uh, between two and three hours, and I would say that's accurate. To be clear, do you want to talk about what happens next? Yeah, we'll talk about it because you can do this on site. Oh. Um, it was before we went to 007. No, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about Go it. Go ahead. Fine. I, will talk about I was disappointed. It. So once you do all, <laughs> so you have those tests or quizzes you do beforehand, and if you didn't do before them, you do them on site, and then you have the four experiences you have on site. Mm -hmm. and once you're done with all those, and they give you a status like report as you swipe your little bracelet your yeah. little band saying how much of it you've completed then they give you your spiral yeah so spiral yeah what they do first is tell you your strengths and my strengths were i was uh, i was observant i was agile and i was composed do you yeah. remember your you know what <laughs> i basically you don't remember i i just didn't care because i saw it because they do personality kind of but you agreed too. with that that part I you did. Agreed. I agreed, but I already knew that. It, it said was like that a motive. I was an empath. Yeah, yeah. And that I was a team, not a team player, but an empath and uh, things like that were basically I was good with people and understanding people and reading people, which is actually true. I'm extremely good at those things. Um, and I, I know that. And people that was your reaction me, on site. Right, because people come to me for advice a lot of the time or to talk about their life. Like, pure strangers will come up to me and tell me the life story because I think I'm non threatening and I do <laughs> care. So. It was like, okay, great. But it was basically, then they show you what you're good at. Well, uh, well, before you get into that, I'm going to say, Kimberly also, yes, people tell her more uh, than they should to, should okay. tell her. I, I mean, just this week, somebody told Kimberly they probably shouldn't, and it was just awkward turtle. For her, yeah. it, re it confirmed things she already knew about yes. herself. For me, I don't know that everyone is as self-aware as Kimberly that's is. True. That's true. So for that's me... Bad. This this was interesting, and I feel that's actually one of the pluses for this museum, and I see it as a a smart move. Absolutely, in that they appeal to the museum. They're giving information about the world and information about what's out there, but they yeah. also tell you about yourself. Yeah. So it's a museum not only about spies in general, but also the relationship between you and the world of spies. Right, and where is, you fit into it. Right. Right. So for me, and this is where Kimberly is going. Once they tell you what you're good at, they're telling you if you were a spy what you would be and i supposedly would have and i'm not saying this is good or bad i'm not judging it not i don't know that i was a, as that i mean i chose this place i wanted to go here but i don't know that i was as hurt or invested in my result as camberly was yep i was told i'd be a surveillance officer do you hmm. remember what you were told you'd you be? know what here's the thing <laughs> i was invested because i always think about all these different life paths I could take and that's the problem with my life. Are we going to talk about you being an astronaut? No, all kinds of things. I'm like a total Gemini rising here in that I, I have so much Gemini in my chart. I want to be everything and, and it stops me from doing certain things in certain ways because I have so much passion for so many things. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a spy. I'm going to be so good at this. And I think I was special ops, which basically you was... Were 
Are you sure you weren't an intelligence operative? Oh, I was an intelligence operative. I wrote it Thank down. You. I wanted to be special ops. So what happened was, what they basically said when they described this position, oh, yeah, and yeah. if you know anyone who has this position, I'm not ripping on it, but they basically were like, oh, well, you're the heart of the team. And what does that mean to you? Whenever you hear the term, you're the heart of the team, it basically says, look, you don't have any special skills for this job, but you sure have a lot of heart. Yeah, yeah, you want to be there. And it says, you know, people come to you. They trust you. Oh, and, you know, if you need to make a drop in the middle of a forest where nobody's at or you need to open a trunk, you're the guy. And everybody just loves you because you're the good time gal. That's basically what it said. (laughs) It didn't say good time gal. It did not ever say good time gal. (laughs) It's basically saying, look, you know how many spy skills that we want. Okay? You're a heart. <laughs> you're a you you've got heart, kiddo. You've got heart. And I was just like as soon as I saw heart come up, I went, Yeah. I'm never gonna be a spy. Done. Nobody done, wants done, me. Done, 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 done. Yeah. So I was a little bit disappointed in mine, but I wasn't surprised because with those tests that I had to rush through with math and problem solving, I looked like a moron because I didn't have enough time, and that's why you do those beforehand in a quiet room. I thought they said you were intelligent, though. I don't remember. I just saw heart of the operation, and I checked. That. Yeah, exactly. She. <laughs> so I guess the pro. <laughs> I can't. Okay. The good thing is they send this information to your email, though. Right, so and that's where on, I was going. Yeah. You Did you read it? Out. Not fully, because I'm still kind of. Salty. Salty. <laughs> and we're not even talking about Posh Pop the Bakery. No. We're not being funded by them. We don't want to talk about Salty. But we're still salty about Posh Pop, aren't we? Bit, <laughs> Previous yeah. episode. Talking about gluten-free. Yeah. Check Go it check out. it out. Go check it out. Salty. <laughs> so, but you're not salty because of that. You're salty because you were told you were, quote, unquote, the heart. Yeah. Whenever you hear that, just check out. It just means go find a different profession. So what I liked about what they emailed is they actually, I could compare myself to Kimberly. She matched her intelligence operative, if I remember right, yep. 83%. Whereas I matched my surveillance officer 79%, which means Kimberly was more suited to work her role. <laughs> than, no, but that also means you're more likely to be a spy than I <laughs> Because I don't think I'd yeah, be a good I'm spy, the one actually. with the broom going... Sh- sh- no, but I think your second place one wasn't at 79%. Uh, yeah. Or seven, yeah. So yeah. meaning you had two rolls over. Oh well, maybe it was eighty. I'd have to actually look. Yeah. Like she pulled it up on a computer. All they told me on my profile is I can compare myself as my spy role yeah. with the person I went with. Oh, who I bought tickets with. So I could compare myself to Kimberly, but only on that one thing. No, everything else I could. But it was really cool too because they show you like this uh, diagram where you could see where your strengths were. And of course, with math, mine was like there that. That was not even on the table. And they They're show you like it just should say idiot. So which it's I'm not. But it is difficult for me, and I made a damn fool of myself. On a scale, on that pie chart, <laughs> yeah. on a scale of one to ten, if they had saltiness, how salty would you be? I'm pretty damn salty. So, I, I just feel like I, I messed up. I should have, like, I didn't know what was happening. I wish I'd done it beforehand. So are you salty at yourself, or you're salty at Spice I'm mad at the whole experience. No, I, I think it's a great experience. It's just, I, I wish I'd done it differently. That's all. I'm just, so that's we why can I'm go back. Advice. I'm just giving you guys advice so you don't end up like me. So it Don't can't, be bitter. <laughs> salty. It's the word of the day, apparently. The point is, there was a pie chart. So on the pie chart, they basically evaluate you in all these different areas. One of them was hot risk versus cold risk, if I remember. Yeah, that didn't even come into play. And I was like risking it. She, we won't tell you how, but there's a thing where you risk. The te- I was well, going crazy. I don't know that that's giving me that much, but it's one of those tests you take beforehand or it can take on site. And I knew I sucked at risk. I, I, I just knew I did. So when they gave me that pie chart, I was below... Basically, my pie chart was very strong on one side yeah. as far as intelligence and observant and being 
uh, like patient, which is one of the things that apparently for a surveillance officer you need to be because you got to sit in the car all day long yeah, <laughs> waiting for them to that. move. So, and I'm not saying I'm the most patient person to be in because they do actually compare you to the average. What yeah. the average? I don't know if that's visitors or people in the world. That I didn't know what constituted right. average. But on the chart, they show where you lie versus average. And I was below average on both risk taking. Yeah. So on high risk and oh, or was, your hot risk and cold risk, you were above average or you don't remember? I don't know cold. I know the hot I was going for. Yeah. And hot like she was. Like me, I was just like on a bender. And <laughs> for good or for bad. A bender for risk. I was a, blender for, a bender for risk. I was going nuts and I knew it. But I was just like, I'm doing it. And, you know, it. And so that was interesting because even though Kimberly was not happy and she's still salty about being an intelligence operator. And if you are one listening to this, I think you're doing a fine job. Okay. (laughs) So I don't want to insult anyone. But do you want their job? Um, I don't know. I just was disappointed. I wanted to be a hacker. I knew it wasn't going to happen. Oh, that. You know, so that's what I you wanted. I wanted to be a spy master, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. I just wanted to be so Actually, I do remember cool. that. So one of the things they do in the email is they send you that a link. You can It'll take you back to the Spyscape website or the Spyscape headquarters, and it'll show you different areas you can click on. Yeah. One of them is that pie chart that shows you where you rank. When Kimberly mentions hacker, and I mentioned comparing you to the other competitor, you can compare. And all that did is compare Kimberly yeah. and I and who was better suited toward their top spiral but then when i click on my spiral they'll basically evaluate me on all of the potential spirals and it's interesting you spring up spy master because that was the one i was least suited for was that the one you were least suited for you don't remember least suited for everything oh i just wanted to be female james bond and it didn't happen and that's fine you know what you can't be good at everything but even still i think it's fun and i do want to say there's a lot of like numbers and things with this but Look, I think that this is a great museum if you are coming to New York. I think they have one in D.C. too, I read. Mm, that's a spy museum. It's not Spyscape. Because I no, actually... it's not the same. But what I'm saying is they do have a few of these around yes. the U.S. So you may want to look it up. I don't know if they're in Europe. But I really think that this, if you're coming to visit New York, that it's fun for the family. It may not be good for somebody under, I'd say, 11, Five. 12. <laughs> They might lose them a little bit unless you have a child who's really like around eight or nine who loves spy stuff and but has shown an interest. But if they're if, under five, they're free. That's true. If they're, <laughs> if they're under five, it's free. But the reality is the kid's not going to get much from and it. And they may hinder age. your experience, let's be real. Yeah, I don't think it would be very fun. I don't know where your under five-year-old is going to go when you're tapping those buttons with the lasers coming at you. Exactly. I just, I, I don't quite get that. <gasps> it, it's too, it's What's too that much. thing? Where they put the baby on the, it's like a little, little, yeah, what's that called? I don't know. Yeah, that I thing. Don't know. So neither of us have kids, but if you had that little swaddly thing where you carry your like infant on you, I can imagine that in the laser room. Oh, <laughs> kid. poor kid would be getting whiplash. But well, yeah, it would ruin your score. That kid would hit a laser. You wouldn't realize. You'd be like, oh. first, the poor kid's future might be at risk bouncing around like that. But switch it to your back. It's just, you know, I think that if your child really loves spy things, and there was a very young boy there, not young, I mean, younger boy, I'd say he was about nine, so probably under the age I would take, but he was eating it up. Like, he was so interested. He obviously had an interest in it, so take that into consideration. If your child has shown an interest, you could probably take him if they're younger. But, you know, I would say 11, 12 and up, and I think it was just fun. I thought it was really fun. And if they switched the things around, which I don't know if they do, not the exhibits, but changed it up. You a mean actually bit. the experiences? Yes. The experiences. I might do it again. Oh, I would do it again, even if they didn't mix it up, just because I'd be curious to see how I compared to other friends. The the I had two triggers at least for me, and maybe a third. Mm-hmm. The one trigger you said for me was the one in Washington D.C. What's interestingly enough is I had a friend who communicated with me about my birthday, and I talked about a spy museum, and he actually went to a spy museum the same weekend yep. with his girlfriend, and. 
theirs is different, but it is experiential, but not the same level. No, he was but actually I'm just saying if here. you want to yes, experience look it, there into is, it, see if there's one around you. There is a DC option. The other thing I was triggered by a little bit is one of the things I did like about the email or what they told you after the fact is they did go in depth with your spy character. They did tell you a real life role model, a fictional role model, and a typical operation. The typical yep. operation I found very interesting as well. So I do like the depth in which the Spyscape Museum goes into beforehand, if you choose to boot beforehand, after the fact, if you choose to do after the fact, and once you're on site, I like the experiential. Um, one other thing I think, and I'm triggered by, but I want you to handle, is the gift shop. We did swing by oh, that, and I feel you need to say something about that. That one's really cool. I will say that because this is getting kind of long, but the the gift shop was really cool in that after we went through the James Bond thing, you, you're allowed to go out there. It's the first thing you see as well to your left when you enter. It's just, it's cool because it's broken down depending on what you get after all the information comes in. So, my, so they're... Four, yes, go ahead. The intelligence, whatever it was. The heart <laughs> you were the intelligence the operative. Yeah, the heart of the team. They so, didn't put that on the actual label yeah, of the gift shop. They didn't say, they come here, heart. They just put a t-shirt with the heart on it. <laughs> Lame. Would you have bought it? No. I would have bought it for you. Cameron doesn't no. wear t-shirts. I, I don't, don't wear t-shirts. When's the last time you wore a t-shirt? Let's be real. I don't have any real world t-shirts. I do, but I, I don't wear you I know, once. but I don't really wear them. It's okay. just not me. So Heart t-shirt. Basically, they have sections for every single one that you can score for every single thing that's in there that you can get whatever spiral and they have gifts for it. It's like if you are into encrypting, then they have books on it and uh, experiences. It was and so cool. And like games, they that have things for get. kids too. They, yeah. They and books about people who are historically like into it and with those roles in spying. It was just so well laid out and just cool. I think you need to and talk about drinking too. that chessboard. Oh yes, that's why I would. That's why it triggered it's me because you were roped Skyline in. Skyline chess and and it is amazing. It, it basically is different, like New York City, Skyline, and those are the chess pieces. And they have one for London with you know Big Ben and the the London Eye, and they it's so cool. I love chess, and this was such a cool piece. But I, I didn't buy it. I'm still thinking about getting it because, online. Because, yeah, because comparison shop. We always recommend comparison shop. Always comparison shop. So I found some places where it goes on sale sometimes. So I'm waiting for a sale. There's one chess set with uh, New York versus London. So cool. So cool. New York versus so London. Badly. There was one I thought that was copper or so. What was the Yeah, metal? they didn't have it there. At the shop, it's basically just New York, which is the white and black. But they have some like standard chess piece but they have some with metal with different but they're really expensive i'm not even gonna lie to the you. metal they're really expensive oh, the whole set's really expensive but they have them for different cities like they have one for paris if you go online they have one coming up i think for shanghai in tokyo it's just so cool to have a, cool. to basically have the chess pieces be a skyline yeah That's, i thought that was neat i wanted it and i'm still gonna get it one day i'm just gonna find that good price because i'm cheap like that he heard about it he's backing up to get himself one <laughs> that's right i'm just it? saying uh so yes the only the last thing i want to say is the cost so the cost of the museum camberly i oh. i paid for this but i haven't sent her the receipts yet that's right i saw you <laughs> but i got a discount um what it's supposed to be is 39 dollars for an adult $32 for a child over five. So if you're six and up, it's going to be $32. Or if you're military, law enforcement, teachers, senior citizens, or students, like I'm assuming college students or yep. high school students with an ID, that would be $32 for them, free for under five, and $39 for us. Now, I will say this. If you go before 
for 1 p.m. or your reservations for 1 p.m., you get $5 off per person. Mm -hmm. So we could have gotten it for 34. I didn't want that limitation to go that early in the day because my birthday was a weekend. Yeah. So what I did is I looked on the website at Spyscape first. I thought about it. I hadn't committed yet. I muddled away. Lucky for me, I'm being spied on because Facebook found me. Dun, 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 dun. And an ad came up for Spyscape with a code that got me uh, two tickets for $69. Yeah. Yeah. On Valentine's Day was two for that price and with a code. So $69 of Valentine's Day. I know. That's why I said, yeah. (laughs) Oh, good. But what my point is and why I like I use that code and I like that code mm-hmm. was because not even the number it was because I wasn't limited on time I could yeah. go any time in the day they were open and get that price that basically you would get if you're going on another day yeah. before 1 p.m. so there are ways to get discounts now is it a huge discount no I'm not going to say that so that being said cost what do you feel about that Kimberly? I think it's too expensive I'm going to flat mm-hmm. out say it. That's I fine. had a great time um, I How think much it's fun pay? I'd recommend it but I think it's a $25 thing $25. That's it. That's all I'm willing to pay for an adult ticket. I don't think you're willing to pay over 25 for any museum. No, that's not true. Okay. For this, I just feel like that's very expensive. I understand it's in Manhattan, and it's expensive in Manhattan with rent, so they got to pay the bills, but that was expensive. <laughs> the bills. The bills. They don't have enough intelligence operatives on their staff. Is that what you're trying to say? Dun, yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. dun. That being said, I don't know that I felt it was outrageously priced i really liked the experiential aspect of it i felt the care i received before and after was worth it for me if i were a tourist in new york yeah i i really enjoyed it i really i i would recommend this this is on my to-do list and i would recommend it to tourists i agree i think that this would be fun for a lot of people coming to visit new york and or even if you're in new york or you live here it's kind of just know what price you're getting into, but I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. It'd give you something to do, you know, for an afternoon briefly if you have dinner plans or something. I recommend it. Yeah. For me, it's worth it. And we did read about how on Friday nights they supposedly, quote unquote, have cocktail hours or drinks Woo-hoo. at a That's different. I'm going back for. It's a different price point though, and I don't. If you didn't like, if you didn't like the sixty-nine price point, I don't think you're gonna like this price. Liquor makes everything better. Fair enough. Uh, so. If you want to go yourself, check them out at spyscape.com. And for me, it's on my to-do list. Kimberly says it's on her to-do list yes, as long as she a doesn't... a bit more of a discount. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation.